seems to be a bit of a, a theme for us maybe right now uh, as a church. Um, last week we uh, talked about Psalm 121, which is an, another part of what our community groups um, kind of went through. And um, our this semester our groups are going to go through uh, nothing but Psalms. And then, uh, so I, it's kind of been just something that, um, you know, we never really like just flippantly like throw material down with community groups or anything. Um, it's never like, uh, and we haven't talked about Psalms in a while. <laughs> Let's do that. Uh, see, God just always has a way of just kind of bringing us to a place where we just kind of know what's next. And, um, there's something about the Psalms that, uh, is just different than anything else. And um, let me let me read let me read this to you. This is this is the book that we're kind of using um, to get the community group material from. Um, it's called "A Long Obedience in the Same Direction," which is by Eugene Peterson that he wrote uh, a long time ago, before the Message translation came out and before everybody knew his name. Um, and uh, the book basically walks through. Uh, Psalm 120 through 134, and uh, it's uh, it kind of goes through different aspects of discipleship and stuff. Let me read this this to you um, when he's in his introduction. Um, so what he's along obedience in the same direction is a quote from Nietzsche, actually, which is an interesting thing to book a to base a Christian book on. Um, and Nietzsche was was saying that that at the end of life. Um, a life well lived has been lived with a long obedience in the same direction. And that just the idea that when your life is done, if you can look back and you can say, I've been obedient to the same thing for all, it's that longevity, you know, and and how um, discipleship is not, like, it's just not instant. It's not quick. There are no shortcuts to Christ-likeness or anything. But that's what we want because that's what we're surrounded by all the time is uh, efficiency and quickness and how frustrating that is for us, you know, and um, and the idea being that that if we can can look down the course of our lives and say I'm going to be obedient to the same things for my entire life, that that's that's what Christ has called us to. It's like we talked about last week. We're disciples, where we're learning, you know, to be Christ-like and everything, but we're also pilgrims, and we're on this journey together, kind of deal. And um, this is what he, he writes about Psalms. He says, I knew that following Jesus could never develop into a long obedience without a deepening life of prayer and that the Psalms had always been the primary means by which Christians learned to pray everything they lived and live everything they prayed over the long haul. Um, And so Christians using the Psalms to learn how to pray about every aspect of your life. Um, I'd never really thought about the Psalms in that way. Like they're always very inspirational, you know, and, and you read them, you're like, wow, that's really good. And they teach you stuff and you're like, like, man, David was having a hard time, but yet he was faithful, you know? And, and so, you know, there's all those kind of things, but I never thought about how the Psalms could teach me how to, how to bring my really horrible day to the feet of Christ, you know, um, to how to bring the times when like finances are just, really, really thin, and I'm not sure if I'm going to make it, 
how to bring that to him, you know, how to bring your bad days at the office and the days when you regret having kids and, you know, all that kind of stuff, um, how to bring all of those things of life to him. It sounds like it's real easy, and that's like the church thing. You need to bring it to the cross, man. Bring it to Jesus. Bring it to Jesus. But that's, it's not always that easy, you know, because you go and you're like, God, help me to have a better day tomorrow, you know. Help me not strangle my kids. Help me to uh, have money somehow tomorrow without working, you know, uh, without bringing home a check. Um, work some sort of computer glitch, miracle, you know, add zeros and commas and stuff. Um, it, it's almost like there's a disconnect between the things we know and, and how those play into life. Um, and he goes on to say, but the, the people I was around didn't pray the Psalms. And that puzzled me. Christians have always prayed the Psalms. Why didn't my friends and neighbors? said, I wanted people to start praying them again, not just admiring them from a distance, and thereby learn to pray everything they experienced and felt and thought as they followed Jesus, not just what they thought was proper to pray in church. And, and that's the beauty of the Psalms is that the, the Psalms are not, they're not liturgical. You know, they're not the, like, you, I don't know if you grew up in church and had like the, the perfect prayer on staff. We used to have this guy, and his his name was Brother Johnny, and he would get up there, and he would pray, and his wife was the organist, and she would lay down this soundtrack that you really thought Jesus was, like, in the room, you know? Um, and I'm not saying he wasn't, wasn't sincere, but I am saying I remember sitting there thinking I could never pray like that, you know? Um, the Psalms are not these prayers that are beautiful and just supposed to send chills up and down your spine. There are parts where they're very poetic, and you're like, wow. But really, the truth is, like, they're, they're raw. They're very, very real. They're frustrating. They're, they're frustrating at times as far as, like, the tone that's there and the emotion that's there. Um, it's not neat. It's not happy. It's not whatever. Um, it's, it's exactly what he said. They're, everything that they're experiencing and feeling and thinking are being, and God's being woven into that. Um, let me read this other thing to you, and then I'm going to actually get to, uh, to my point. I promise. Um, it says, a psalm is not a lecture. It's, it is a song. In a psalm, we have the observable evidence of what happens when a person of faith goes about the business of believing and loving and following God. Listen to this. We don't have a rule book defining the action. We have a snapshot of players playing the game. I love that, you know, because cause there are a whole lot of places in, in Scripture that are, that are like that, you know. Like we, we have Jesus and we see, okay, we see him like living and stuff like that. But he was also like the Messiah, you know, like he also had like this task of dying for our sins that we can't really, you know, relate to necessarily. Um, and Paul's letters are very challenging and they're like, they're great, but, but they're not like the songs where you see how does like a real person deal with the fact that everybody's like, you feel like everybody's out to get you or you feel like God has completely abandoned you, you know, or, um, you know, just all the other things that he goes through. Um, I love that, that it's not a, a playbook just, you know, d- describing the action. It's a snapshot of what it looks like. Well, look at Psalm 22. This is, um, it says, to the, for the director of music, to the tune of the Doe of the Morning. Okay, everybody's favorite. We sang it earlier. Uh, just kidding, we didn't sing it. So like, I don't remember that. Seems like I would know that one. Uh, we're just going to look at the first, like, just the first 21 verses. That's it. Um, 
says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from the words of my groaning? Oh, my God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer. By night and am not silent. Yet you are enthroned as the Holy One. You are the praise of Israel. And you, our fathers, put their trust. They trusted you and you delivered them. They cried to you and were saved. And you they trusted and were not disappointed. But I'm a worm and not a man. That's a good life verse. Somebody should get that tattooed on them. 22.6. I'm a worm and not a man, scorned by men and despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They hurl insults, shaking their heads. He trusts in the Lord. Let the Lord rescue him. Let him deliver him, since he delights in him. Yet you brought me out of the womb. You made me trust in you, even at my mother's breast. From birth I was cast upon you. From my mother's womb you've been my God. Do not be far from me, for trouble is near, and there's no one to help. Many bulls surround me. Strong bulls of Bashan encircle me. Roaring lions tear their prey, open their mouths wide against me. I'm poured out like water, and, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart has turned to wax. It has melted away within me. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You lay me in the dust of death. Dogs have surrounded me. A band of evil men has encircled me. They have pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. People stare and gloat over me. They divide my garments among them and cast lots for my clothing. But you, O Lord, be not far off. O my strength, come quickly to help me. Deliver my life from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dogs. Rescue me from the mouth of the lions. Save me from the horns of the wild oxen. Okay, um, a couple of things that, that we see in like the Psalms that, uh, not just this one, but kind of across the board, uh, and you've probably seen a, enough of the different Psalms, especially if you've been coming to the ring for a little while, where there's, there's just different vibes in all of them. Some are really like praise-oriented. Some of them, like this one, are just very, like, very raw and like I'm not in a good place kind of thing. Um, some of them deal a lot with what God's done in the past, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but in general, there are, are a couple of, of things that we see, like, kind of across the board when we look at the Psalms that um, I think are helpful when we're talking about, okay, how, does, how do I pray the Psalms, you know? How does what this guy who has passed away a long time ago, how does what he wrote down here, like, fit into the things that I'm battling with and going through? Um First of all, you, you see, like, he kind of talks, basically just kind of, like, spends time in a lot of it, of the Psalms laying out kind of like, this is what's going on, okay? Here's here's the, the situation. Like, if you look at verse 6, um, I'm more, I'm more, I'm not a man, scorned by men, despised by people. All who see me mock me. They hurl insults, shaking their head. Um, he trusts in the Lord. Let the Lord rescue him. Um, so he kind of lays out there, this is what's going on. Basically, like, people are coming against me. They're making fun of me. They're dogging me out. They're making fun of my faith in you. Um, I'm getting attacked personally by other people. So he just kind of lays, like, this is, this is the, the situation that's going on. Um, 
when further down in the song, you know, it's it's real like poetic, but he kind of when he gets into stuff about the bulls and the lions and uh, being able to count like his bones and stuff and just how miserable he is and 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 so he's just laying out like these are the circumstances that that I'm walking through right now, okay? He took time to physically write that down on paper for some reason, okay? Um, so that's one thing that, that we kind of see is he just kind of lays out his situation, uh, and a lot of the writers of the Psalms do that. Um, the second thing that, that they tend to do is to talk about, okay, and this is how, this is how those things make me feel, all right? This is, um, in my most honest way, let me just describe like, how I'm feeling as a result of the situation that's going on. Um, look, at, look back at verse 1 and 2. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from the words of my groaning? Oh, my God, I cry out day by day, but you do not answer by night and am not silent. What are some of the emotions that you that you pick up on when you read that? Frustration. Young word right there. Angst. <laughs> Jensen said angst. <laughs> it's pretty pretty honest, huh? It's like a little bit like you ever hear you have a friend who that's like the soundtrack of their life, you know? Just it sounds like he's just, just really just in a, a place of complete honesty, you know. Um He's frustrated. He feels abandoned. He's like, you know, come on, dude. Like, really? You ever been in that place where you're like, okay, I'm, do- I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm praying to God, and I hear nothing. I get nothing. There is no indication that he is even, like, anywhere close to me. He's probably tending to something else, you know, taking care of somebody else, somewhere else, you know, whatever. Um, I think we've all been in that place, and when you first get in that place and you're like, all right, I, I'm kind of feeling like God's abandoned me, it's one thing. When you've been there for like a week, it starts to you get a little irritated, don't you? A little bit, maybe, huh? Well, I thought it was your, the precious, you know, apple of your eye, God, you know? Um, and so, so he's just being very, very honest about how he feels in light of the circumstances. People are coming after him. And he's being attacked by other people, and he is praying, and he is asking God for deliverance, but yet he feels abandoned by God. Okay? Um, if we look, uh, even the next thing, when it says, yet you are enthroned as the Holy One, you're the praise of Israel. It can be interpreted as like, okay, yet you're the Holy One, right? You're like propped up by the praise of of our country. Our fathers put their trust in you. They they trusted you, you delivered them, right? So it's like this mixture of like, I know this to be true, but a little bit of like, what about me? You know, you delivered them, they trusted you, things worked out just fine, you know? I'm trusting you, and where are you? You're nowhere, you know? Um, he goes into the I'm a worm, not a man deal. Uh, verse 9, he kind of like gets 
that you brought me out of the womb. Um, like you made me trust in you uh, from birth. I've been yours. Uh, do not be far from me. And, and he's kind of like it's this, this mixture of this is what's going on, but a little bit also like this is how I feel. And so we're starting to, to get this combination of these are my circumstances and these are, are the, the feelings that I have as a result of them. Um, but when you look back at verse 3 and 4 and 5, there's kind of like this other element that's brought into it where he and, and many of the writers of the Psalms bring in like the truth to what's going on, you know. So, OK, these I, I know these things are true. OK, you're the Holy One of Israel. I know that's true. And even if he's using it to take a shot, he's almost like he's calling God out a little bit in a good way, you know, like in a way that I'm pretty sure like God can handle, you know, like. You are the Holy One, right? Like you are the, the praise of Israel. Our fathers put their trust in you, and you, you came through for them. So he begins to work in things that he knows are true, almost, almost like he's in a, in a place where he's like countering like the lies and the feelings and stuff like that. And this is kind of where, this is where uh, a lot of that, like how do you not get pushed around by your feelings and your emotions you know, and it, it was kind of built into the 30 days material a little bit. Um, and something that we kind of started to look more at is, okay, we're, we tend to just like, just bounce all over the place, like emotionally um, in, in our lives. And like, how do you not let the fact that like, that you are down, you know, or that you just don't feel God, you know, whatever, or you just don't feel like it. How do you keep those feelings from determining like your actions, you know, or keep you from doing the things that, that, you know, are healthy and good for you. And, and so here, what David's doing is, is he's got the, like, these are my circumstances. He's got out there like, and, and this, is, this is how I feel. And he starts bringing in some, some truth of who God is, the things that God has done, the faithfulness that he has seen of God in like previous generations starts talking about how like from the very beginning you have been there for me you know even like from birth you have been there um works his way through all the bulls and the dogs and all this kind of stuff and look at, at verse 19 where where he, he it's almost like he kind of comes around and now that that all that stuff is out there he has almost like a conclusion that he's kind of drawn like kind of come to but you, O oh Lord, be not far off. O oh my strength, come quickly to help me. Deliver my life from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dogs. Rescue me from the mouth of the lions. Save me from the horns of the wild oxen. See, all this, all the circumstances are, are out there. The way he's feeling about it and how, like, just where he is emotionally is out there. And he's worked this, he's worked what he knows to be true into it. And then he kind of comes to this conclusion. And his conclusion, based on all that stuff, is he, he prays, um, look, at, look, at, look at the words, my strength, come quickly to help me, deliver my life, rescue me, save me. He's come to the conclusion that God is a, a rescuer. You know, God is, is a savior. He is strong. Um, he is, is never, never far away. And so... It's what we see like in these 21 verses is it's 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 like all this stuff that's going on on paper in front of us. We have David like almost like counseling himself through it. Um, you ever sat down with someone, uh, close friend, 
a minister, a counselor, anybody, and you're just like, I don't know what's going on. I just need to talk through some stuff. And like basically like you do all the talking and the other person just kind of sits there and nods. And you pretty much by the end of just having it all out there, like all of a sudden it all just kind of fits together. And you're like, all right, thanks for, thanks for your time. <laughs> if it's a counselor, like that'll be $200. <laughs> um, there are just a lot of times where, where we are able to like to work through our, our own issues and the, the spirit of God is involved in that. Sometimes we just need somebody to listen um, it's almost like what David needed to do was just to just start writing some stuff down. And and I like to think this is just me. This has no factual basis, but that like that he like re, that David in particular wrote psalms like in like uh, bursts of like emotion, you know. So like he came in, and he was like, "Why have you forsaken me? And you're nowhere near me. And this and this and this and this." And he looked at, it, he's like, "Yeah, oh, right." He stormed out, you know, whatever. And while he was gone, you know, maybe. Maybe he was kind of thinking about his like his ancestors and stuff like that, and maybe the fact that his ancestors had like, God had been there for them, maybe that was like good and bad at the same time. You know, like sometimes you're like, man, God's done all this for other people. That's awesome. That brings hope to my situation. But why didn't He do that for me too? So maybe there's a mixture of that. And he went back in, wrote down a couple more verses, and and then came back a couple of days later and looked at it and was like, dude. I'm a worm and not a man. <laughs> and he wrote that part, you know. And then, and but 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 maybe. Maybe these were not written like in one sitting, you know. Maybe it was a week later he came in and he read all the other stuff and he wrote, but you, O Lord, be not far off. You know? Deliver, O my strength, come quickly to help me. Deliver my life from the sword, my precious life from the dogs. Rescue me, save me, all that kind of stuff. Maybe that came after a week, you know, of having to process through some stuff and having to just be like, oh, whatever. Um, here's the here's the thing. Um, this is, to use Eugene Peterson's language, this is a snapshot of David taking all his experiences and all his feelings and all that he knows to be true and working through the the attacks that were coming his way, the things that were obviously wearing him out and getting the better of him. And the end result, if you keep reading the psalm, it, it's just amazing. He goes into like, the future generations will be worshipped because of what God's going to do in his life through this situation. I mean, it's like blows up and it becomes just even more incredible. Um, see, that's that's the kind of of maturity that you know that discipleship brings about. Um, that when when something happens in in your life, whether it's like all of a sudden, you know, like something happens, or at the end of the day, you're like, man, this was the worst day ever. I don't even want to wake up tomorrow, you know? Like I just want to just I just want to take tomorrow off and turn my phone off and whatever. Um I think a lot of times we end up like we don't really deal with those bad days. You know, we don't deal with those things that have happened. We don't deal with the good things that have happened necessarily. We just kind of just survive, you know? Just get by. Well, the snapshot that we see is someone who refuses to just get by you know when did god ever create us and to get by you know jesus did not die on a cross for us to just kind of make it um so this is what this is a part of what it looks like so here's what what we're going to do we're going to do a little activity okay and it's not going to take forever i promise and it's not going to be ultra like invasive so don't worry we're not going to make you read it or whatever but we're going to take some of those same elements and um we're gonna we're gonna see how 
this fits into life in a very like practical way. All right? Can I have some helpers? Anybody? All right. You take that side. Jonathan or one of your uh worker bees. Um here's let me just kinda you'll you'll get it. Um Here's what we're going to do, and we're going to literally take a few minutes to do this. And I was real hesitant at first. Um, I was like, is this going to fly on a Sunday night? The guy was like, yes, it's going to fly. It's going to fly well. Um, this is the, a good Sunday night to do it. Here's here's what we're going to do. All right? I want you to, uh, and you can we can spread out so nobody looks on your paper if you want. We're going to take just a few minutes, all right? It's not going to be like a 20-minute deal. We're going to put this into practice. Yeah, we got some uh, pins and stuff. Thank you. Here. I just need to see. Do we have enough? Okay, here's how it's going to work. Just pick something pick something in your life, the thing that is the most burdensome for you right now. Okay? Basically, we're just going to fill in some of these gaps. These are the, the things that we talked about from the psalm. This is what's going on. All right? Pick an issue. Pick the thing that you, um, that you want the most prayer about, however you want to look at it. This is what's going on. These are my circumstances. For David, it was people are coming at me, constantly mocking me, dogging on me, whatever. Then this is how I feel about it. It makes me mad. It makes me confused. It makes me whatever. Don't be afraid to write a lot there. Um, how does that make you feel? How are you dealing with that emotionally? Um, what kind of questions does that bring up about your relationship with God, about how he interacts with you? Then this is what I know to be true. These are the promises of God. These are the things that he has done. And the last thing, in view of the truth, this is my prayerful response to my current situation. That would be that that last thing that uh, David talked about. All right, so fill that in in just a second. We're going to let some of you just share a little bit. I'll give you a few minutes. All right. I know some of you may still be working on it. Uh, That's fine. But um, without getting, you know, too detailed or whatever, what are some of the, some of the big, big picture uh, issues they're kind of being wrestled with right now, like work, family, stress, whatever. Places. Raising kids, godly values. Family is always, seems like always on the list. 
or work situations probably on our list. Relationship things probably on the list. What else? See, there's there's nothing there's nothing in our lives that um, cannot go in that first place, and in fact, actually everything in life, um, like that's that's kind of where where like we need to be headed, you know, is that um, there's there's nothing in our lives that we don't pray about, you know, that there's not one aspect of our lives that does not come before the Lord ever. You know, um, and I think that it's okay if we're not at, at that place right this moment, you know, and you're not going to be at that place at the end of tonight. You're just not. Um, that's a part of, of that whole, that long obedience idea, you know, is that over time we we learn how to bring your kids there and how to bring your money there and your job there and the decisions that we make. And, and, and you learn how to, before your day starts, bring those things that you're going to face that day, you know, to him. And at the end of your day, to be able to look back on it. And, and, you know, so, so that's, that's what we're going for is, is where all of life, you know, can, can kind of fit there. Um, what about, what about the emotional side of things? What are some of the emotions floating around in here tonight? Always as easy as, you know, we wish that it was. Absolutely. Fear. What else? Hmm? Being not good enough, right? Yeah. Attitude. Well, inadequacy. Getting mad at yourself. Awana? Oh, I said Awana, like the kids' ministry. <laughs> Blahness. Doing blah. Is that what you say? Angst. <laughs> Blahness and angst. You know, there's there's all kinds of things that, that we feel, and we have to be real careful the role that feelings plays you know in our lives um i read a quote the other day it said the bible gives very little concern as to how we are feeling um you know and this was in the context of talking about like or talking about worship you know how you know god never says to israel uh you know hey when you guys are feeling up to it praise me you know he's like negative you praise me that's what it means to be israel is that you praise me um, and that just makes me laugh because because our society like validates emotion and feeling so much, almost to the point where like like it becomes God in a sense. You know, it becomes the Holy Spirit what what moves us and navigates us through life. You know, and so we have to our basically our feelings have to have their place. That's what I like about this sheet is is that you're like okay, here's my these this is my situation, this is what's going on, this is how it makes me feel. 
and this when I look at this and I and I'm like, wow, I feel overwhelmed and I feel tired and I feel ready for something something to have closure and I look at that and I'm like, okay. Those things that's how I, I'm feeling, all right? And but it's going to have its proper place in my life, which is not going to be to push me around. It's not going to be to determine how I worship or how I respond. It's going to be in that little box right there, you know? And it's, okay, if I feel that way, that's fine. It does not change what is coming next on this page, you know? Um, what, are, what are some of the truths that God reminded you of when you were going, going through this little deal? What were some of the, the just the big picture, scriptural, like, Rock building life truths. Never give up on you. He has a plan. He sees everything. You are his. He does have his own timing, doesn't he? Dude. (laughs) What else? Yeah, he's just not shocked. He's not like, man, I never thought they were, I never thought Spencer and Sarah were going to get married. Woo! Yay for them. Not how he works. He never lets go. Make a good song. You should write that. What else? Anything else? He understands. He is compassionate when we are not. That's a good thing, isn't it? It'd be a tough world. Always faithful. Yeah. Yeah. All things work together. You know what? Everything that's been said, all these things come from Scripture. And there's something we have to remember, all right? Um, like, okay, scripture is, it was called the canon, and canon means standard, right? Um, like, God has given us his word for a lot of reasons, and one of them is to help us from not getting so far off track that, like, we completely missed, like, missed the boat on everything in life all the time. Um, the truths that we all listed come from scripture, and that is the grounding for us, you know? Like, that's what we build our lives on, not the things that list, list, list under how I feel about it. Because, you know what, I'm going to feel differently about it tomorrow. And in a week, I'm going to feel differently than that. And some days, I could fill up this thing because I'm feeling all these emotions. And then other days, I'm a typical guy. And it's like, how do you feel? I'm like, I don't know. I hadn't thought about it, you know? Why would you, why would you ever build your life on something that's going to always be changing? Why wouldn't you build your life on something that never, ever changes, which is him? And the way that he has chosen to reveal himself in Christ and through his word, I mean, like, what? Like, it's, it's perfect, you know? It's, that's, I mean, like, it just makes no sense that we would let all those other things push us around. And so the conclusion that we come to in view of the truth, this is my prayerful, prayerful response to what is going on in my life. Um, in view of the truth, not in view of how I feel, view of the truth of God's word and who he is and the things that he has done, this is how I'm going to pray about this. And when we get to the point where 
um, we're, we really are like we're praying about everything in our lives. Or there's nothing that doesn't go before him. Um, then our entire lives like are built on him and the things that he has done and his character and his nature and him living in us. I mean, and, and we have the, these lives, like the lives that we've always, that we all want, you know, that's how we become more and more Christ-like. We see Jesus living out this same exact thing. You know, we see him in the garden of Gethsemane and he's like, "Uh, here's what's going on. This is how I feel about it. Um, but your will, not mine, you know, so we see, we see this in Christ. We see this throughout Scripture. Um, and I believe, like, when I, I look at this, um, I've done this activity thing three times with groups, done a couple of times personally, and every single time there are different things and there are different emotions. But you know what's so steady is the truths that I build my life on pretty much the same every single time. You know? And... I believe that that's what God wants for us. He He's already aware and involved in every aspect of our lives. You know, I think He's just kind of like, hey, when, when are you going to involve me in in that? You know, when are you going to let? Me? I mean, I'm already aware, and I know how it's going to end, and I know what the next step is, and I have only your best, only the best for you mapped out. You know, so I mean, when are you going to bring it to me? And sometimes, I don't know, like everybody's different, but sometimes, like, I need stuff like this, where I'm like, I just need, like, some steps, you know? That's why I was good at math up to a point, you know? When math stopped becoming, like, like these do these steps, and you get the answer, and it became, like, conceptual. I wasn't good with conceptual. I was good with, like, you know, I need something tangible, you know? And that's what the Psalms are. They're just this tangible way. If you want to know how people battle through their way uh, through tough times, uh, it's right there. Uh, you do the same thing. And so maybe maybe this will be helpful. Maybe this is giving you some stuff to think about. Maybe maybe what you needed tonight was to be able to look and be like, man, I'm, I'm all my the way I'm feeling. It's all about me. That's not cool. Maybe you needed to read some of those truths and figure out how that applies to something that you are just burdened about tonight. I don't really know. Um, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna sing a little bit more, and we're gonna let some of this stuff kind of sink in, like we normally do. We'll sing for a few minutes, we'll, and then we'll go home. So uh, thanks for thanks for like uh, approaching this seriously, and let's see maybe God has a little bit more for us just in the few minutes as we close tonight. So let's let's pray. God, thank you for your word, and um, God, thank you for men like David. God, who just sat down and uh, who you just led just to write write down how I was feeling and what was going on. And thank you, God, that we have these Bibles. It's just full, just full of so much for the way that you use Scripture to teach us about who you are and about who we are. You teach us about life and you teach us how to love you and how to trust you. and God, you know the things going on um, here in the room tonight. You know the things we're all battling. Uh, God, I believe that your spirit um, 
led us to write some of the things down on these sheets of paper that we wrote down tonight. God, that not in the same way as Scripture, but in a kind of a a different way, God, you've you've revealed your heart tonight. God, as we um, spend a few more minutes kind of processing this, help us to um, just to, to sense you, to hear the things that you're saying, and to to respond uh, appropriately to the things you're stirring in our hearts. We thank you, and we love you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.